0: Hello and welcome to part three of these reflections around quitting in between series one and series two. If you haven't listened to part two and part one yet, then please do. Um, But this is part three and in this section, I'm gonna be reflecting on beautiful endings and the concept of really bringing things to a close and and, and actively bringing them to a close with a kind of ceremony or ritual or fanfare. And how that can be a really powerful way of not just letting something fizzle out, of honouring what it's meant to you. And I think sometimes we we shy away from doing that, but because it can mean facing up to the fact that something's finished. But I, yeah, I've seen recently with a lot of the lot of experiences I've been having that it's a really powerful way of 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 letting go and um, and feeling complete with things. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Holding up letting go holding on letting go is no exactly when to fall The believing letting go is no exactly when to fall holding out is it exactly to fall i been thinking a lot over the last few years that this really is the alchemy of quitting that when we can notice that something has come to a natural end or maybe maybe even an unnatural end that we don't walk away from it and that we give it a time to like tidy it up I you know the analogy that's coming to me is Having a big house party and then like spending time the next day, like tidying everything up, cleaning all the surfaces and then like leaving it in a, in a state of like beauty and care. I think sometimes we can see the mess or see the chaos or see the like disarray or the disconnection and just leave and or let it fizzle out. I, yeah, the other, another analogy I was thinking about the other day was around symphonies. And how I was thinking about Beethoven's Fifth, which I love. And you've got this kind of quieter third movement that's that's this kind of, yeah, the slightly more... Doo-doo-doo-doo. And, you know, the analogy that came to me is that you often have in, in your kind of, with a project or creative adventure, you'll have that third movement where you're like, mm, okay, I think this is like slowing down or I think feeling more subdued with it. And then you need that final like fanfare that but... you know, like the end of Beethoven's fifth is just like such a celebration of joy of like it's it's just it's amazing. I listen to the whole thing; it's amazing. But you know, if it had ended on movement three, we'd all feel like, oh, that's weird. Like there's something unresolved. So I like to see like beautiful endings with our projects, with our work, with our relationships, like Beethoven's (laughs) fifth. That we need to acknowledge, like, okay, this is coming to an end, but let's really end it. Let's really have that final ending. (laughs) Quit. I ran a comedy night with a friend from twenty fourteen every month. In South London. And it was incredible. We had, it was a new material night. So, and my friend Rose has been doing comedy for years. So, she, a lot of her friends are, are pretty famous comedians now. And so, we'd have these really amazing headliners. And then we'd also have, you know, people trying out Five Minutes who were, you know, rising comedians. But we'd also have a beginner slot. So, this is something we really kept every time where there was a slot for people to do their first ever comedy gig and that was really important and it was amazing how many people because it was labeled the beginner slot went okay i'm gonna try this and then they got to perform alongside on the same bill as someone like james acaster or sarah pasco it was really lovely like really amazing energy and we always had great crowds there and really built a following we had to move, move venues i think about five times because there was always a problem <laughs> but we were like we're still going <laughs> and then obviously pandemic hit the venue we were working with closed down and we put it on pause and you know life moves on that this idea of resurrecting it didn't feel quite right I had a sense that it probably had like had its time and that it had been an amazing experience but there was also something around doing the same thing every month that there was a rhythm to it that was really autopilot by this point, like putting the stuff out there, getting the set together. You know, we kind of knew what we were doing, but yeah, maybe the challenge had gone a bit, or the challenges weren't the ones we wanted anymore. And I suggested that we we closed it. We closed the night, but that we did one final show. And the, the night was called Rye Laughs, so we called this final show Bye Laughs. And... It was so wonderful to just even put the energy into this final show. We got Phil Wang headlining, which was actually a crazy story. I was listening to him on How to Fail. And I was walking through Soho, about to go to Soho Theatre. And I just thought, oh, I hope I bump into Phil Wang because I really want to tell him that I really liked him on How to Fail. <laughs> I've never met Phil Wang. I just know, obviously know who he is. And I didn't see him. But on the way out of the theatre, I did. I saw him crossing the road, and I was like, I have to speak to him. So I, I said, you yeah, know, I've just listened to you on How to Fail. And then I said, Are "We oh, I, I also do a bit of comedy. I run a night in Peckham. And he said, oh, I've just moved to Peckham. So I said, okay, well, why would you like to perform at our comedy night? I said, although it's finishing, <laughs> but maybe you could come to the last one. And so he um, agreed to be our headliner, which was amazing. And um, had we had a lovely moment, actually, where, the, where my cousin was two of my cousins were on the door for the final show one of them is a big phil wang fan the other one <laughs> i don't think knew who he was so one of them went to the loo and just in that moment is when phil wang arrived and my my cousin who didn't know who he was tried to um look him off on the list get his ticket <laughs> and he's like oh no i'm actually performing <laughs> at which point the cousin who was a mega fan came back horrified <laughs> like but yeah he, he said to me it keeps him humble he's like i also like going to comedy gigs it's fine <laughs> but anyway so we had the final show and, and yeah i mean it was a bit of a strange one because i ended up getting covid and not being able to go to it but i i still stand by being a really positive experience because i felt like it had a the, the project of rye laughs got a chance to close it got a chance to yeah, to be celebrated, to be witnessed. We had so many people come who hadn't been for years, and a lot because it's actually probably because I wasn't there as well. A lot of people were messaging me afterwards just saying this is what Rye Laughs has meant to me, and I've been so grateful to have it over the years. I'm really sad it's finishing. But it felt really good to give it the space to be able to share those things and and to yeah, to really end on that like final symphony. Uh letting go so yeah that was the that feeling of like really giving something an ending because i was feeling quite sad about the comedy night that it had kind of just stopped but we hadn't been actively stopping it it had just stopped because of the pandemic and this must have been the case for so many things that probably by the point things were starting up again kind of lost its way or lost its groove but yeah i feel really proud of that decision to have a final gig and to, yeah, to properly close something that had been a really big part of my life and a part of lots of people's lives as well, you know, especially when you're doing something in public like that. You want to... It's nice to give everyone the chance to... to thank that creative space or that creative entity for what it's brought. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about was... the Moon Group. So in um June 2018, I well actually I'm going to go further back in 2017 I did a philosophy course called Practical Philosophy and it was wonderful and I met some really lovely people and one of the people I met, Amy she started telling me about the moon (laughs) like obviously I knew about the moon but about like connecting with the moon and like doing rituals around the moon and I was like oh right and she recommended this book called Moonology and the idea was that on every full moon sorry on every new moon you'd sit down and think about everything you were grateful in the month that has just been and start to plant wishes for what you wanted to create in the next moon cycle and then on the full moon you would take stock of how things were going and do a lot of releasing letting go maybe burning um, anything you wanted to release and that was the kind of ritual that you use the the moon cycle to help yeah bring things into your life that were feeling important, and to kind of focus your energy a bit. So I did this for about a year, every new and full moon on my own, and I would sit and draw and and like think about what I wanted to bring in. I used to start with quite specific things, like I want to sell out my comedy night, or you know I want this this um, Hindu I'm playing a doing yaksat to go well, or you know kind of careery things. I noticed over time it became much more around. I just want to feel peaceful, or I want to feel more relaxed or yeah there was definitely more of like the feelings that I wanted to create rather than like specific things but in yeah June 2018 I just moved into a new house and I did a ritual with my housemates and then we set up this whatsapp group with my housemates and one other person and then we started doing a few more of these and then other people would be around and they would be added to the whatsapp group and it was probably like 10 people for a long time and then during the pandemic, I started offering them online and then people were kind of tuning in from all over the UK and all over the world. And we this WhatsApp group grew and we started to have about, I think, yeah, like 40 people, 50 people, 60 people. And then by like, I think I had like 89 people um, like last month or something, which, you know, in the grand scale of things isn't huge. But there was, there was something around, this had just been organic, friends of friends, people coming to connect around the moon and you know it was sometimes it was spiritual a lot of the time it was just people taking photos of the moon out of their window and sending it like this is really beautiful hi from berlin or you know here i'm in australia how gorgeous is the moon it was actually really lovely through the pandemic through all the lockdowns every new and full moon i would offer this space people would gather we'd do some journaling thinking about what we wanted to bring in what we wanted to let go of have a bit of a dance and a bit of a share And it was just a really lovely way of punctuating the months and feeling a sense of connection and community. And inevitably, as things opened up, fewer and fewer people came. And I was noticing, like, it was harder to get dates in for me to commit to. And I was starting to feel like I was asking from people to show up rather than it feeling like everyone wanted it. It was that sense of like, oh, I don't, I want people to want to come to this. But, you know, some of the last ones, I noticed there were only a couple of people coming or like, you know, people just, I guess life had changed and people were less able to commit. Whereas in lockdown, you're like, yes, I'll be in. <laughs> yes, I'll come to the Zoom. So I started to play around with what I wanted to do with, with this group. And in in the summer of last year, I kind of paused it all for a bit and thought, let me just see what happens if I don't do any for for a few weeks. Let me see how I feel about it. Let me see yeah, what comes in that space, what what clarity as well. And by the end of that, I thought, okay, well, I definitely don't want to like scale this into a massive business. I think I need to scale back a bit on some of the input I'm doing. And I also wanted to open up the space for other people to start running their own circles around the moon. And I think those changes I made still didn't quite do enough. I think maybe one person offered a circle in six months. And it kind of again it was this feeling of like trying to keep something alive that maybe had had finished and i was really noticing it i was i was noticing that it, it, it's kind of peak had ended and it was we're in the, to the third movement and i made this decision that i was going to close the ceremonies and i invited everyone to come and say goodbye to something that they want that had like that was no longer here since the pandemic So that it was like a closing of the moon stuff, but also a a general letting go ceremony. And it was really, really beautiful. And people shared, I gave people this structure of, you know, thank you to the thing. So it could be something like, thank you journalism, or thank you um, to my ex, or thank you to this place I used to live. Because of you, I am. And then people shared like what it had given to them. And I'm letting go of blah 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 and I'm taking with me blah 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 so everyone shared who wanted to shared and it was really really beautiful for us to all witness each other letting go of things and acknowledging that things had ended and then I gave people a chance for anyone who wanted to to be part of what happens next to this whatsapp group because I was closing running the ceremonies but there was this thriving group of people from all over the world who were connecting and sharing and supporting each other so like what would become of that and what emerged through the conversation is that it would be really nice to keep some of that energy but maybe it needed a fresh start so I decided to close the community and reopen a group which has now been named new moon by one of the members and it's a much smaller group I think there's 35 of us and people are introducing themselves and connecting and there's a bit more intimacy you know 35 I guess that's like a class at school isn't it it's like a it's a good group of people and but yeah again once again feeling really I feel there's no ickiness around those ceremonies anymore because because we ended it because we properly brought it to a close acknowledge what it had been thanked it because you know and I said in the closing like this isn't for me I don't want it to be about thanking me because I ran them it's like thanking this to have come into our lives i obviously i was i was the guardian of it but i wasn't i do believe that things come through us and we also need to thank that creative entity for what it has like given everyone or for its existence in the world and acknowledge it (laughs) so beautiful endings i really encourage you if you're listening to this to think about what in your life is needs a, a fourth movement. What need what what in your life needs that final finale so you can feel really excited and also just complete? And I think this is the thing, it's feeling complete. There's probably my sense is there's a lot of energy loss to things that are not complete, that are still kind of worrying in the background. You know, it's like having an appliance that's not switched off at the wall so it's still that electricity is still like you think it's off but it's actually still taking something actually i don't even know if that's true is that <laughs> i'm just like making a statement about it. i think that it uses a less electric- electricity if it's switched off the wall maybe that's not true but you know what i mean you get the concept get the anal- the analogy Quid. yeah so i really wanted to take this time on the final episode to share these experiences of quitting short-term things, quitting long-term things, how to quit well, how to try stuff out. And if I had to distill three ways that I really help myself make these decisions of what to quit, I think the first is to talk to others. I know that for me that is so useful to just process, have people reflect back what they're hearing I think the second thing is to really just spend time noticing how it feels in your body to imagine leaving something and to and to not act on that straight away but to be conscious of that coming back time and time again and I think the third thing is to see how the idea of having an ending would make you feel about leaving it and if actually that satisfies some of the discomfort with quitting if you knew that you could really take the time to celebrate what something has been to really be share gratitude and bring people together and have that finale that ending a high note would it feel more comfortable to let something go or is part of the reason we hold on because we haven't given it that final ending we haven't grieved it we haven't alchemized it so wishing you all luck over the coming months with any decisions that you're trying to quit. Knowing that this is one of life's complications. It, if it's hard, it's because it matters to you. If it's confusing, it's because it might need more time. I have a, a very good friend who always says about relationships, you'll know when you need to properly end it. It will just be so obvious. If you're still not sure, it's because it's not time. I think there is something in that with quitting anything. If it's not obvious yet, if it's not clean. Like, I think for so long, um, wasn't sure whether to quit the comedy night, wasn't sure whether to quit the moon group. There were these moments where it was like, oh yeah, that just feels really clear and really clean now. So, offering you the gift of... Time and patience and space, and a bit of waiting, knowing that you will know when to quit. Holding on, letting go, holding on, on. letting Hold go, letting go, is Thanks so much for listening to this episode on beautiful endings and the other two, part two and part one are also available if you haven't listened to those yet, where I reflect on the podcast itself and also some difficult quittings around big life changes after the pandemic. Really looking forward to reconnecting for series two very soon. In the meantime, go well.